And I'm oh, black, y'all. Listen. And I'm black, you y'all. Black, y'all. You hear I'm black and it black and like black, y'all. Yeah, let it go, homies. <laughs> let it fly, homie. Wait, hear it. Here it go. Welcome to the 30th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Now, bringing to you the most in the mostest and the hostess of all of the entertainment of the business. I'm going to start this live stream right now for the three people that are going to listen. Maybe 300. Ah. There's got to be a more. Fellas, John, fellas, we're going to try this one more time. 30th episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. And coming from parts unknown, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, the man, Mr. Rooks, Mr. Brooks, who never read books. What's going on? <laughs> I tried to avoid him as much as I could until I stole that one that changed everything for me. And when they caught him with that deal? Playboy. The autobiography of Malcolm X. Oh, yes, sir. Okay. All right. There you go. There you go. I don't know why, Rob. It's just a, a natural thing with with me when it comes to you. You make me a little bit nervous. Sometimes I just I, I strike out, and you don't deserve it. You haven't earned it. My apologies. We're gonna start the show off. I'm, I'm sure apology. over the years I've I've earned it to some degree. Probably. Did. I go. I, Probably I, did. I I I tend to go off script. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for. See, this is this is true friendship, and we're going to talk it. on the show why this little banter. And from Cleveland, or not Cleveland, from Ohio, Ohio. Reggie Ridge, Mister Reggie Wood, say what's up to the, the heart of it all. Wood. The heart of it all. The heart of it all. So deep. I'm going to come back to that one too. And of course, from Detroit, Michigan, home of City Wanks. 2896 West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan. Come down and get you some City Wanks. City Wanks. The wing of fire when your house or other building that you happen to be in happens to catch on fire, you may also meet this man, Mr. Grant Wanks. Yes, sir. What up, though? What up, though? So, fellas, how's everybody doing today? Is this the uh, this is the last show of the year? Oh, oh true. Yeah, man. Not the point of trouble. You got you know a couple more months of that, but it's the last show of the year. We won't be back this year. So, uh, fellas, yeah, I... this year flew by. I was just going. That's all I want to say. This year has flown the fuck by. So, any regrets about this year? Anything you guys like look forward to next year? Everything copacetic, as they would say. Is it all good? Are we looking forward to next year? You know, always next year. We've had a we've had relative we've had relative peace in the world for the past two least at least in the United States world for the past two years, minus inflation which is a bitch and um everybody's really uptight about the lack of money or the way that money is circulating these days and that's an actual real thing but all in all you think it was a good year i would think that most people have no idea about what actual monetary policy is and they are 
they're upset about the prices at Walmart being higher, but they have no idea about the flow of money and all that other stuff. They just, it's very local. It's very retail. Is it? Uh, the printing of money and the, the, the ballooning of the debt, they don't care about that. The only time they care about that is when Congress is arguing about it and threatening to stop paying government workers. Is it black people's fault? Is it? Uh, <laughs> that's always like, it, that's it, always is the it black people's first question. Fault? Is it, can we blame it on black people? Is it black uh, people's fault? I'm, red. I'm sure somebody thought about it. Say again? Did you do something, Red, that caused this inflation as a black person? Did you do this? Grant, did you do it's, this? It's probably of some people that uh, just generally hold that belief that that we did. If they weren't providing all these services to people like us, then they'd have right. more money for, for their things. Right. That's the right. general so? uh, comment that I've received. Mm. Yeah, and, and not only that, but the more important thing is that you're not grateful for it. Uh, you should definitely uh, be more grateful for it in, in the process. Got to put that cherry on the top. Yeah. Wasn't there, wasn't there a senator that just shut down, uh, like, poor, 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 poor children getting, like, 40 bucks a month? In like, uh, Iowa somewhere? Yeah, I thought I saw something on that in the yeah, last 10 days. It was, like in, it was, like, in Iowa somewhere. Um, this, I'm going to look it up real quick. This senator... Or governor, yeah, it said it's not sustainable to give forty dollars a month to kids from low-income families for food. It's so. Hey, hey. so we'll have them go out and get get themselves. Yeah, just go ahead and die, and everything. But, what are we trying to bring? Well, hey, they the they can't be that lucky. The governor can't be that lucky. He's gonna have to be growing up to be crooks. Here's the question: Those the low-income families in Iowa are probably. Not black, not, not colored people. Majority, not, yeah, yeah, not not brown, not not Indian, not Chinese, not they probably just PWTs. Well, here's the thing: this is when those theories on the theories are when white culture really goes and get tested the most is in times like this. Because what is the old adage? It's that white people rely upon each other to get by. Was right. that necessarily true? Do they do you think that we're gonna see that happen in Iowa now? Because these people are now gonna be down for it. Because the majority we're, we're not talking like in fallacies here, we're talking realities here on this show. And the majority of people that are on welfare in the United States of America are white people. Right. The majority but numbers wise. I don't know that there's ever been a program that was designed specifically for black folks. I think we just kind of eat off of the crumbs from whatever legislation was put out there. I mean, it, it could have had us in mind, but we don't benefit from it the most because, I mean, we, we don't have enough people. Can they preclude us? Is there a way that is that what's coming down the line? I mean, I find, look, I find it interesting where we, we talk about this. We had a whole year where um, Congress passed, I believe it was two bills during the course of the entire year, and both of them were involving aid to Israel. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. People are generally facing food insufficiency, job insufficiency, and we're talking about Simone Biles and how she picked her husband. <laughs> the fact that a black man with confidence got a black woman with supreme talent and confidence. How did that happen? What a shocking development. Right. You know, I, lo Jimmy, I love the fact that he said, I'm the catch. How'd she get me? Didn't Jimmy the Greek hey. propose something on that? Yeah. Well, no the Greek lost his job because he thought, you know, there were certain physical attributes that we had based on reading during slavery that made us superior and dangerous on the football field. Mm. That was the end of the Greek's career. Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, um, the problem is that is the whole dating thing with her. And, and, like, people, I just thought, I think it's funny that 
we have all these really serious issues in this country and in this community. And what the black community is talking about is the dude that she got married to. He's not good enough. It's always the wizard, my man. It's always the wizard. It's never the, you, you never look at the guy behind the curtain. Just look at this wizard right here. It's always the same. So we like to stick to dinner table uh, topics or whatever they call those issues. Right. Yeah. Be it Kim Kardashian or Kanye West or, you know, whatever, uh, whatever Stefan Diggs is wearing, whatever dress he wearing to the game. I mean, you know, it, it, all this stuff is just fodder. While, while they while they hoarding the money, you keep looking at this wizard right here and, and pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Go look at a uh, go look at a shade room Instagram post, the average shade room Instagram post or some gossip or whatever these. I don't even know what all of them are, but I hear the shade room, and then go look at like Black Enterprise, the number the the engagement from mm-hmm. those posts and the comments. Right. It's not even Man. in the same stratosphere. That's crazy. I was about to say, uh, I think see, John we, just froze up. We, we lost the host. We lost the host. Yeah, we lost but, him. But are we are we still streaming through though? Like the two yeah, I guess so. Up in the corner. I guess so. Yeah, I see him up there. So, but yeah, I, I think uh, I think you're right, Wood. I think uh, you know people people engage in 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 base in like base uh, kind of stuff. It's never on the lower vibration level. It's never on the higher vibration level. I mean, I see substantive, logical, uh, supporting evidence type uh, arguments to uh, daily on, you know, what rap figure was credited on some song from 1997 or something, or who the true producer was, or whether or not so-and-so actually wrote lyrics to that or not. And they, they have these really sophisticated, you know, statements with historical, it's just brilliant arguments about who who was supposed to be on that song and who popped it. And I'm like, man, this all sounds mm-hmm. like new, new information to me. But that, 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 doesn't that speak to like where where we are as a people? I mean, and 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 I'm not saying that we're in the wrong place. I'm just saying that's like our kind of wheelhouse. When you start talking about hip hop, when you start talking about sports, that's where we have, as a in general, we have a, achieved quite a bit of success in those kind of entertainment fields. So the majority of us are well engaged in those kind of subjects, whereas you know on Wall Street we probably not as successful or at least we not as visibly successful let me say that you know what i mean well, i'm sure we have some brilliant people but we don't we don't see you know what i mean like like uh roman j israel he ain't getting no pub on tv you, you see what i'm saying he he just he making his trades and all that like orlando orlando do his thing or orlando ain't on tv so don't nobody know who he is so it's so very few people are engaged with him mm-hmm. Well, let me ask, let me ask a question in them. Um, music and entertainment, are we really making moves there? Are we really making up money there? Are we really controlling those industries? We just had Taraji Henson, you know, crying on the internet about her being a poor um, $12 million estate that she actually owns, that she's actually made from being underpaid as an actress she feels her entire career. and of course when it comes to a black woman as an actress you know that's when you get a lot of trolls coming in and saying that 12 million dollars to act i'd be happy to have that nobody says anything about someone else making that money about white people when they complain about making that money but her and by her they they felt very comfortable telling her that they'd be very happy with her making that money but what I'm saying is that we go to the bear. 
are do we really are we really making the money in these industries? Because you know, a guy like Puff is making money, a guy like Jay Z is making money. And I saw something really interesting today, an article. It was like they were saying that, um, or maybe it was an argument. Somebody had made a claim that um, Puffy and Jay-Z want Kanye West mm, because he is against the establishment of, of music, the music business as it exists now. And that's one of the reasons, that's one of the big fights between Kanye and, and all these other characters that are coming in and they throw all these different stuff, there's all this different stuff and these ideas out there. Do we really have control of those things when someone like Liar Cohen can say, well, I don't put these artists out here because I got mouths to feed? When you're talking about gangster rap, when you're talking about the development and the art of rap music, R&B music, it's deteriorated. So, is that under our watch? So here's what I would say. This 400-year head start that white people have had, even though everything is, is quote-unquote available now or quote-unquote equal now, we have opportunities just like they have opportunities. But that 400-year head start will never allow us to own anything of any significance because white money can always come in. Big bank take little bank. White money can always come in and take it over, regardless to what it is, even if you don't want to sell it, right? If you come up with an idea and, and you don't want to sell it, they can still block you from doing what you have to do, right? Well, we saw that with BET. Right. So so I say that only to say we'll never truly make the money. Right. So it, so in this, you know, I don't know how many billion dollars they make in the record industry, but whatever small percentage black folks make out of that. They make way more than people that work at McDonald's, people that work at Target, people that you know are, are teachers, you know what I mean? So to to us to working people as fire as a firefighter i would love to be able to make whatever money taraji is making right however on taraji's level taraji is not making the money that she should be making mm. right it, so it's scalable but we don't look at it like that the people that you see responding to taraji are people that are firemen that are uh, uh they're wage uh, workers Right. They're wage yeah. workers. Exactly. So right, they're not making that money. So, of course, to them. No. Well, Rob, like you have some experience as being talent. Yeah. You know, yeah. And dealing with the negotiations. You know, how do these things work? Yo, they got they got ways that they see things, man. And they, you know, they, they, they attribute a value to, to someone, to someone's role or whatever. And that kind of. You know, I've said this many times. We people need to talk more about what they're making because that's why, you know, like Taraji's had situations. I forgot who it was. But there was a she was on a set on a movie with a white woman, and this white woman actually gave up part of her pay to bring Taraji's up to get huh. them equal. Right, like it's not an uncommon thing for them. You know, Terrence Howard's going through it now with the producers of Hustle and Flow. Um, they still owe him he's, money. He's actually well, no, he so what they did was he got paid, I think he said he made twelve thousand dollars from Hustle and Flow. And what they okay. did was on the recordings in the movie, they attributed the recordings of the movie, if you watch the credits, instead of saying right. Terrence Howard as whatever, they just put his character's name. So the royalties, mm -hmm. the mechanical royalties go back to the movie studio and that's Terrence Howard. So he didn't make he didn't make a cent off those songs. Mm. Like that's pretty slick. In contracts and whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they, they believe me. They know, they know how to hold on to their money. Yeah, DJ. DJ so all the songs are recorded. Yeah. So the movie theater, the movie, it's the slick. movie company gets the gets the royalties, and that's you know it's not uncommon. Like so why they, is they it see okay? this. Yeah. Why is it? But why is it okay? We why is it normalized? Like. 
like that, that's these, my whole thing my whole issue with a lot of these things i see these people online there was a, a big thing with dr umar online talking about once again talking about if you're with a white person then you can't be you're not automatically you're not black at all because you hate yourself and everything and my, my whole problem is that people are we make the assumption for each other as if they can possibly be true. And we allow these people to actually, we allow these people to actually say these things. And because we allow them to say it, it becomes the truth. It essentially becomes the truth. What What's happening with DJ? Like you said that so nonchalantly, this is how they do things and how it goes about. And we're like, and it's, it's, this is not an indictment on you whatsoever, Rob. It's like, you know, you're speaking to the experience. That's what I actually do to speak to the experience and what it, what it actually is. But why, why are we so accepting of these things? You know, you've got groups that are out there yelling at the top of their lungs for simple things like being able to walk out and wear a dress and nobody say anything to them. But this is an actual fiscal thing where they are taking money out of your pocket, but yet black people are quiet as a mouse about it or they're casting aspersions on Taraji. I mean, uh, there's a lot of it is everybody wants to be in Hollywood. Everybody, everybody would be happy just to be in the picture. And so on a movie set, on a regular day on a movie set, you got Leonardo DiCaprio getting whatever he's getting. He's getting $20 million plus 2% of the, you know, after they recruit, recoup their costs. He's getting everything. And in some of those same shots in the background, there's a guy who's making 50 bucks for the day. Like, pay disparities mm-hmm. exist in a, on, a, on a movie set, just period. So the fact that they're going to pay Matt Damon, you know, five times what they're going to pay Don Cheadle for a role. Mm-hmm. Terrence Howard for a role. It just is what it is. We've always been ha- we've always been happy and accepting. Like people who want to perform, people who want to do movies, just want to create. And a lot of times they're not coming in and going, "We got to get my, we got to get this paperwork and these contracts right." They just want the job. They just want to do the work, and so they're easy that. to exploit. I, I get it. I get that a hundred percent. But you know, when we talk in terms of pay disparity. Women, you can be up in arms about pay disparity with women. You can be up in arms with pay disparity about people, members of the LGBTQI. You can be up in arms about um, immigrant men. But when it comes to black people, it's just this thing that we are just supposed to accept that it is what it is. And we uh, make our arguments. I, 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 think, I think a lot of it was us, though. I'm, I would be willing to bet a lot of the trolls who were applying to Taraji were us. I, 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 like, I don't think I don't think a lot of white people care what Taraji I bet makes. with Rob on that. Right. Let me let me throw something out though. Um, a lot of this though is just demographics or numbers. Uh, I just saw on uh, they had a I don't know what was going on with Celine Dion. I guess she has an illness that's incurable or something, but her net worth is over 850 million dollars as a as a singer as a you know a vocalist mm-hmm. performing and record slash recording artist but that's to her performing for the majority of this country some 240 potential americans whereas tony braxton also had a, a residency in las vegas i would i would doubt that she's even worth 20 million, if 15. So just in sheer numbers alone, there's a certain pie there for people who come from a representative majority that us at our 13 point X percent of the total population, and then what we put our money behind and what we spend money on of course, Taraji's not going to get paid commensurate to her, what she feels is her ability. You got one role, you, she got 0.7 roles per year making our types of, you know, making 
Black Hollywood movies. She might not even make a movie per year. I saw just like now with um for us to get ready to get disappointed on this, uh, some of the early thoughts on the color purple, the new color purple. We should be sweeping award season. But we put our one movie out here for the entire calendar year against all of the mainstream movies that came out. And then you you sit here and, and hold on to some hope that our one movie is going to compete. It's, 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 fool, it's, it's foolish. I, th I think that so and just to kind of circle back tony braxton is worth about 16 million so to your point um but so other than meryl streep right and the most accomplished actress out there is viola davis right she she's won every award she's she's done it all she don't get close to the numbers not close but that's but what what will be said is that she can't she won't draw right she right? can't open a picture right she won't draw but she won't draw yeah. not but not because she doesn't have the talent she won't draw simply based off of the numbers like so going back to iowa who in iowa is going to see the color purple you know what i mean like i mean nobody you, you else may... out of des moines <laughs> You, you you may have, you may have twenty five percent. Let's just say in Michigan, you may have twenty five percent of the population that go see the color purple, right? Let's just use that number. But they in Iowa, that pitch. they will stream absolutely, it. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the, but, the, but, but the now streaming, you're talking about the streaming money on the changes back end. The, the streaming changes the money for popular uh, formula though. Like hard ticket sales equal cash in people's pocket. Streaming. That's one of the reasons why they were on strike this year. Streaming hasn't added money the same way. It doesn't enrich the artists in the same way. And even with the new deal, it's still not going to be anywhere near what it was. The type of royalties you'd get, like, hey, every time this thing appears on HBO, I get six bucks or whatever. And, you know, it's on HBO 57 times. I think that those, right. that streaming thing is a different type of, a different type of calculus. Yeah. So, yeah, it's going to stream, but how much money that's going to affect the box office. Dave, Dave Chappelle just asked everybody, to, or not just, but a couple years ago, asked everybody to stop watching his watching Chappelle's show, oh, yeah. because it was on HBO or whatever show, whatever uh, channel it was on, Netflix or whatever, and he wasn't getting bread from it. Yeah, they did cut a deal with him, but the fact that they had to come back and cut a deal with him, right, right, like that's yeah. the, that's the problem. Well, let's. But question though, not not trying to be devil's advocate or play devil's advocate or whatever but with terrence howard's particular situation he didn't write the song these were basically part of your script and you just i mean unless you sat here and put pin to pad you just performed it now i'm not saying that he does, even as a performer but i'm not saying he doesn't though, deserve anything i'm not saying he doesn't deserve anything mm -hmm. but that's a interesting detail when you want to get into i mean and i don't know who the hell is streaming whatever that song was hard out here for a pimp or whatever but um i guess that's my thing for us and rushing to get into uh show business and rushing to get into the music business there's Kind of not the understanding that the more that you contribute to the finished results entitles you to more of the, however, the money that's generated, the more that you actually do. But if you just show up and they tell you something and you sing it, you, your yeah, money but, might but, be short. How, your, your money's going to be shorter, but you should still get something because ultimately it's your interpretation of that. I agree. That made it I agree. I agree like there, there were words on paper. And you know, even with the same beat, cats come up with that. a thousand different interpretations of the song and emphasis in different spots, and take something that everybody thinks is a surefire hit and make it mush. Right. I, I totally agree with that. I'm just saying, to me, I think it's more. I think your battle is going to be tougher for you to show to for you to show what your leverage is to get what you want. 
you, you're gonna have to fight more. I just I, I feel. Oh, he's gonna have to fight. You know, he's coming. You know, fifteen, twenty years after the fact. Um, you know, so he's gonna have to fight, and he's got a contract, and you know, that he agreed to, and I'm well, sure somewhere in there was buried in there. I think that's pretty smart because I mean, by waiting fifteen years, then that small amount of money that he would be entitled to as a performer, it might be a little bit bigger today. It might actually be something significant, even if it's just a million dollars. It could be a million dollars is good for me. I'm sure it's good for tenants too, especially noting how little they pay these people. Just backtracking to a couple of things that were said, Tony Braxton, I'm not sure if she's the drawer as some other people might be on in Las Vegas. I mean, I would go see her, but I don't know if she has the, um, you know, she's not really, um, is she in that Whitney Houston class or is she more like R&B? So she's more R&B. Nobody crossed over like Whitney. Right. No, no, nobody has crossed over like Whitney, but I mean, she was, she was a big R&B star, light pop, light, light pop star. Tony Braxton. But the assumption is, and this is the wicked game that they've sort of played with us for years, because when there's a when there's a movie featuring white people, it's for everybody. And we should all be able to understand the concepts right. or whatever. When there's a movie that features black people, well, maybe people can't relate to those characters. Um mm. you know, Tony Braxton sings like a motherfucker. Everybody right. should be able to relate to what she's putting down. But she's R and B. No, that voice is golden. No, nah, and she was, and and in her prime, she was top shelf squad too. Yo, listen, I only brought Tony Braxton up for the simple fact, the through line of a Vegas residency. But that's why I said it's, it gets down to a number situation right. where we're not going to be, we're not going out to Vegas enough, and we're not buying enough of her tickets. Uh, I think I saw, I think they said that Celine Dion's residency was like maybe 10 to 13 years or something. She performed like 1,400 shows to generate that $860 yeah. million dollars yeah. of net worth. So I'm saying even the, 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 the price per ticket is going to be significantly different between those right. two. Absolutely. And they should so I think that's why I say it just comes down to sheer numbers. She's got to We're fill. always going to struggle. Yeah, but she's only got to fill, you know, a Las Vegas arena. She's probably got to fill 2,500 seats a night. Not like she's got to fill the Wells Fargo every night and get 20,000 people. Probably got to fill 2,500 mm -hmm. seats. And, you know, out of a couple million black people, you can probably fill all this, you know, them reaching out for more black artists all based on the success that Usher has had with his residency. Right. Um, and she ain't going to make Celine Dion money, but she's going to make good money. Now and that's the thing. Like, going out there. Absolutely, what? I'll be there. Are you going? Yeah, bro. I'm going for I'm going to the Super Bowl for sure. And I got my woo tickets already. But let's jump back a little bit. So just we know Jason Weaver, the young brother yeah. that was uh so Why we know his story mm -hmm. where his, right where his mom made the decision not to take the two million up front right. and to mm -hmm. a lot of times if you just delay the gratification you can get a bigger piece of the pie but you got to believe enough in you and have the means to delay the gratification yeah right and 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 you know and just coming from, coming from hip-hop we know in hip-hop it ain't really no delaying gratification because we be needing it right now mm -hmm. you know what dudes need the bread right now and also the the culture sort of pushes you the youth but part of a lot of that is youth. It's, it's you people who don't know anything. Right. Like everybody want to floss tomorrow. Right. You know, right. I remember, I'm not going to say his name, but I remember a dude who managed a group uh, that we went to school with and he was running around, you know, his senior year, he was running around leaving the tags on his sweaters and stuff. So everybody knew that he was rocking a Kooji sweater and how much cost. Mm -hmm. You know, because everybody wants to be fly. Yeah. Awesome. But it's not always economically, you know. I mean, you, you guys have just been like, first of all, I'd like to thank you guys for even, like, you've been so entertaining tonight. I haven't hardly had to say anything. 
Did y'all even recognize that I? Did y'all even recognize that I was Dan at one point and I? Left well, we, we we we, yeah, we speculated about whether we were still streaming or not and decided to push forward because we saw the little <laughs> emblems in the corner. So we kept step upper lip and we pushed forward. This is obviously this is the easiest show that I've actually done all year. You guys have um, you've touched on a lot of stuff that I wanted to talk about that I wanted to actually touch on, but in different ways. So, you know, I find that the universal mind, how it would always link you together, whether or not you have free game or not, whether you talk about things or not, it's just like, it's very interesting. Because um, you said something, when we were talking about Tony Braxton, we're talking about, now we're talking about Tony Braxton because Woodboard are in. And so we're talking about the different environments and the different types of shows that they actually like come to. And really, Tony Braxton is a great performer. All of her songs are pretty much their crossover. Anyone can listen to them. Anyone can enjoy a show with Tony Braxton. Right or wrong, would you guys, you know, you can agree upon that. You know, in, in what, our what opinion, is about, yes. In our opinion, yes. You know, so, but it's interesting, like, you know, you said the, the success with Usher. What white artist are they going to be that from that time frame that can really do a residency in sync? There will always have be those a white boy artist. bands. There will always I be. Understand, a white I understand there always will be, but Justin who? Timberlake. I can see Justin moving over. Justin could do a residency easily. Yeah, He'd kill no it. Doubt. Um. Trying to think who oh. else's residency material. Which call it? Um, Ed Sheeran. Um, you yeah, know all the okay. all those people on the all those voice judges, whatever. Christina Aguilera. Aguilera. Uh, Katy Perry. You know they're they're residency worthy. Oh, you could go, you could go further back. Sting. Yeah. Oh, if Sting ever said a residency, he'd kill it. Yeah. Like, Hell, I'd be one of the first people online. Yeah, Bono. I mean, yeah, you, you, you too. Throw a whole bunch of people. Yeah. Well, you I, I don't understand. You know, under that thought problem, that process and the premise and everything, you guys actually liking white artists. Is that problematic? You like music those, is that white music? Man. There's no color in music. It's just vibration. But Dr. Umar, it is. Yeah. It's like, it, it's... These conversations, it's just like, I, I'm just wondering about a lot of these conversations that these people are having. Just to bring it back to the beginning before I even crap that, uh, I'm just having a hard time, like, finding the new activism and, and activity in these young people. Because the arguments that they're invested in are completely vapid. There's no substance to it whatsoever. They're more arguing. They're more busy arguing about who's actually black. Like, yeah, yeah, serious and everything. Going after who's actually black, who isn't, who's African, who's non-African. Um, this this girl's husband is her is her husband a ball baller enough? You know, does he have that? He has the nerve to say that he's like uh, a catch. And have confidence. The attack on black men is real. I'm sorry. I don't think a lot of people are, are just want to talk about it and, and they don't want to have a conversation. They don't want to believe it. But the attack on black men is real. You know, on all levels. They're, they're, everything that we've talked about today has some element of attacking or discrediting black men. Where? How, how did we get to this point? Seriously, how did we get to this we, point? We've always been at this point. There's, so, yeah. there's never been a time that we haven't been at this point. Is it just when was it an open season on black men? You know, it's it's just that our the sisters are I don't even think they're seeing it right now. You know, that whole attack on Simone Biles and them, I just found it I found it like ridiculous and funny simultaneously, but it's ridiculous. This is a woman who went out and she set the standards for who she wanted in a meet. They had a conversation. People are upset because he didn't know who you were. Um, 
he pretended that he didn't know who, I mean, whether he knew or whether he didn't know who she, who she was or who she wasn't, they bonded and they connected off of that. Maybe if some, maybe what, what she's actually saying is that maybe if some of y'all wasn't up her ass all the time and you didn't know who she was, she might like you a little bit more. She might want to spend more time with you instead. It seems to me like people are trying to set standards for for everything that what she did makes perfect sense to me. It makes perfect sense. She strives as an as an athlete. He strives as an athlete. He may not be on her level, but they're on the but they were in the same types of business and understandings and everything. They share a sense of humor. And obviously, they were able to get along with each other. I don't understand why it is such a big deal. These people, why? Who are these people that, who told these young people to go out and give fucking dating advice? First of all, but, like, you know, you're young as fuck, you ain't been through shit. Never but, that's what, yeah, but, young, but young people have to, young people are going through something that we didn't. Like, their, their dating world is very different than the dating world that we went through. They're experiencing this thing in a completely different way. The proximity effect has completely been blown out. Like, they're fishing in stock lakes. They just don't have any fucking social skills. Because, I mean, you should be able to close out a couple times a week with this shit. But if that's your thing. But anyway, like, they're going through different shit. So they're, they're giving experience based on what they're, what they're living. What they're, what they're, most people don't look at their lives and go, hey, I've got these three roads ahead of me. I have to make a decision and pick one. Most people think that what they're doing is what they have to do. Okay, I can understand you know, there is that. No other, there is no other road. And Listen, so they're I giving can... advice because that's what they do. Believe me, you knew everything at 18. You know, you were the smartest motherfucker on the planet at 18 and probably even 21, even smarter. It's not until you, you actually have to start paying your own bills and, and keeping yourself afloat that you start to go, oh, this adult shit, I thought it was cake, but this ain't, there's no book here. There's no guide. There's nobody telling me how to do this correctly. And there's three different choices that I can make, and they'll all be correct in the end. Just determine. It just is a matter of what the end is, how you're defining the end. See, but the, but the difference is, but but the difference is, as young people, we had the wherewithal to not try to tell other people how to. Yes, we didn't have social media. We, right. Otherwise, we'd have been telling people to do shit too. So celebrity is the drug, though. You, you, yeah. you see I'm, that's really where, where the rubber meets the road is that celebrity is the drug so it's not only the fact that simone biles and jonathan owens are celebrities if i can get on this celebrity's thread and say something about this celebrity maybe i'll get my fifteen viral yeah and the more negative like, right. somebody picks up my comment and now i'm famous too the more negative right. now you I'm are, famous too. the more likely your comment is to be picked up or responded to Right. I think y'all explain this to me like probably at least eight or nine times a year. And I still ask the same question. It's like I still have to ask the same question. Like, okay, but what do y'all under what part don't these people understand? Don't these kids understand about nobody like you know, nobody can give you that answer. You have to actually walk through that fire yourself. You have to actually explain can't sit yourself. They and don't you're know not, that. Nobody is qualified to give you any type of like we can take. They don't know that as to what could happen, but nobody can tell you exactly what's going to happen. And just because you dislike something doesn't mean that she dislikes something. You know, well, my, my algorithm says. No, but but if if everybody was like Simone Biles, we'd all be tied for the Olympic gold medal. Right. But my algorithm says that you're supposed to think like me. My algorithm has shown me that you are supposed to think like me. You you see, like that, Uh, and and that's what it boils down to, is that everybody wants everybody to think like they think. But everybody everybody thinks they're going to be an opinion leader. Right. You think that way because based off of your experience, my experience is totally different. 
X's experience is totally different. Rob, Wood, everybody's experience is totally different. So yeah, a lot of things, just as, as human beings, we go and line up on, right? Probably 85% of things. Let's go go to the numbers. 85% of things, just as human beings, we probably go and line up on. But that, that other 15 that were that's the 15 that we're gonna focus on it and and not even the, the, the 10 out of the 15, we're gonna focus on the five that makes us the most different skin color money uh religious beliefs what political beliefs whatever those things we're gonna focus on those more than anything because it's the easy route so i mean I, like i said I, I just i just think that that people want to be people want to be famous they want to be celebrities they want to get their 15 minutes of fame and the algorithm has taught you that the best way to do it is to say something negative about somebody. You know, it's, it's unfair though. Younger people, um, and a and a do and a partner, a, a, a podcaster, you know, YouTuber guy, colleague, kind of put me on to thinking about there are no, there aren't any more superstars today. There aren't any more elite, you know, universal figures, but we didn't know what the hell Michael Jackson was doing until he wanted us to know what he was doing, until he wanted to engage with us and deliver a new album to us. You didn't, you didn't see what he was, what restaurants he was at, where he was vacationing, what new animal he bought uh what new trainer he's working with and and uh, you you didn't know all of this shit about mike you just saw when the video i mean when the new project was coming together or the, the the you got a two week heads up on the new video yeah right? he do a media right. blitz pointing everybody towards his new release and then he you know he dropped he put out three or four videos he do his tour for a year and a half or whatever and then he disappeared. You know, I mean, and the, and, and the press controlled anything until the next album. But now to just sit up and follow all of these different celebrities and see what they're doing daily and interact with them and tell them what you think. And, you know, your shoes are trash. Your, your hoodie is trash. Where you get that hoodie from? Uh, just we, we didn't have that. Right, but the the mm. mind the mind state has changed though, based off of this tech. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not everybody is a Charday who can come out with a record every ten years and still hit the numbers, or Erica Badu who can come out with a record every seven years and still hit her numbers. Those right. things don't happen for most celebrities. Most celebrities feel like they have a short window, they have a small window, and they have to be as relevant as they can for as long as they can. And the only way to stay relevant is to be out here on social media doing whatever it is you're doing. And you got the people who are promoting you, the management, the artist management, whatever. They're pushing you to stay relevant because that makes their job easier. Right. It's easier for them to push, to throw your name in for projects and stuff when your name is out there in the zeitgeist already, instead of having to bring you up and remind people of who you are and where you've been. So they're always pushing these people to stay out there and, and to keep, you know, some spotlight on themselves. That's part uh, of that's part of the leverage that we can show that you have some leverage because of your following and impressions and you know you had three hundred thousand people in your live for forty minutes and all that type of stuff. So what you guys are saying is that America is a, a great big fucking popularity contest where that's we, it. Where, 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 right. we, where we where we essentially used to. Um, pride ourselves on being the quote-unquote intellectual, most intelligent, most elegant, um, and capable in the world. And now we're just the most fucking popular. Dude, we, we, and... we hired a fucking former reality television star as our last fucking president. <laughs> right. Like, if, if in case you weren't aware, we had jumped the shark. You know, mm. in 2016, when we hired a fucking reality show guy to be president. But well, I Jesse saw Palmer's an interview got with, a shot this year. Absolutely. Well, we, I mean, we had a B-list actor in the 80s, right? Oh, we did. We had Ron Reagan. Yeah. 
Yeah. So another popularity contest. Peanuts Jimmy Carter before that. Jimmy Carter was a good was a good decent human being and a good right. public servant. Like he actually believed in the greater good and everybody contributed. Mm-hmm. And we we booted him for a fucking actor with his ha- wife's hand stuck up his ass. Oh, know? they hated him. They hated Jimmy Carter. Jimmy Carter was the most hated president in the history of the world. Yeah, and all he yeah, did was build there. Habitat for Humanity homes. He was he, still alive. And him and his wife were basically out there with a hammer and a nail. Oh, yeah. But he couldn't get them hostages home. And it's a very good chance that the Republicans helped keep him over there until, you know, yeah, he didn't play got in enough. office. Look at way. No, he did not he play dirty enough. He, he was not willing to get enough. down in the muck. It's not about that. Nah, he and that's was, what he was a super. He was a phenomenal human being in, in too many ways. That was actually probably the apex of the liberal movement, quote unquote, liberal, free love, peace, love, hippie movement was President Carter being elected because he actually represented so many good. He represented the good feeling of America, even the South. He was the Southern candidate coming out of the South after Jim Crow. It's just, this was like 12 years after the Civil Rights Act, and they had peace between both parts of the Union with Jimmy Carter being president. And white people getting standing. They'll never be able to live with peace. They don't want peace as a way of life. That's not an acceptable option where people are actually doing well, where equity is actually a thing. And people just need to come to that realization and deal with it accordingly. I was gonna say, didn't didn't Carter get in trouble for handling the gas shortage in a a way that he could be attacked or something? He did a lot of things that were that were right, that were wrong. Like he tried According to make it a to, sensible, like let's ration this out or something, or and they were like, "Nah, bro, you too soft. Right, you way too thoughtful." He came, he came off that Nixon Gerald Ford kind of fiasco, so, it, yeah. so he had he inherited a whole lot of problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and detractors because they were mad because like it's not so much you catching me; it's the it's the fact that you actually know it is the catching me. It's like the consequences aren't it, but it's just simple fact that you you have to drop the facade of being clean, being good, being strong, being right, being just. It's just it's all yeah, fucked up in the game. But can 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 good ever win? Ah. That, and that's that's really that's really in, in in my mind. My my cousin Nass and I always had this conversation about if good can ever really beat evil. Evil is going to do anything no. it can. Evil will do Evil anything has... it can to win. And it'll kill good if it could. Good would not kill evil. It'll just keep letting evil come back. Yeah. The only the only way good actually wins, could actually win, is if the soldiers for good basically got a free pass for doing everything that had to be done outside of the community. That would mean, and I guess that's what they're trying to do with Israel. But what, you know, what are we trying, saying? I guess that's the, ju- that's the justification for the, the decisions that they've made in Palestine, you know, is that they are the good ones. So everything that they do is actually justified. It's eradicate these people from the lands of former Palestine, now Israel. I I saw something funny about that. It's just the one thing. This is the first year that um, they didn't actually celebrate Christmas in Israel because they actually actually bombed Bethlehem, the the place where they used to traditionally have these, have the gathering because it's an all inclusive place where Muslims and Christians and Jews used to all come and congregate, but that's no longer allowed. That's not going to happen anymore. Well, You're need it didn't happen this it. year, but they said they were losing two and a half million dollars a day. 
because of the lack of tourism there. It's not crushing for them. It's okay because the Americans, the only bills that have been passed in the United States of America are aid bills to are aid bills to um, Israel. We're, we, the American people, are going to make up that gap. We're going to make that gap up. Are y'all yeah, still we, there? We, we suckers. We suckers. We're here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We the suckers oh. at all. At all. We don't have any defense. Right. Well, that, that, yeah, we, we, we don't. It's, it's a representative democracy, and our representatives are being lobbied heavily by the defense industry loves it that we keep supplying weapons and money to Israel because they profit from it heavily. Right. Like there's lots of people who are engaged in the in the profiteering that goes along with supporting the state of Israel. And mm-hmm. they'll put it behind a different banner, but that's what it is. It's yeah. war profiteering. And, yeah. It's it's happened before and it'll it'll happen again. Yeah, they're making money, B. It don't have to it doesn't have to be hating hating uh, Jews or or hating Muslims in order to tell it's just like the truth is just the truth. They're making mad money on it and they're going to continue to make money on it. And that's just basically the way that's going down. But there, but the thing is though, if you have this philosophical theological idea and concept about what Christmas is and what the land is holy to you, holier than thou to you, guess what? It just skipped this year because it got harmed and whatever these are all things that the the most popular clip that we've ever done on the show here with born in trouble is the clip where we have that we posted up that with gene when he's saying that um with the way that they always say um you know you'll be all right basically we'll be all right too you know what I'm saying? I'm going to start saying that to them. That clip from that show, that is like mm. the most popular. It's still circulating. Like it, it just keeps growing and growing and growing. And look, it's real. It's real. I mean, we know, we know that we, we believe that the truth is the truth, but the truth is only the truth as long as somebody doesn't, until somebody doesn't like it. Once somebody doesn't like the truth, then is it still the truth? You know, to your point with good and bad, uh, and we didn't hit on this a few weeks ago, but, you know, the the, the one Christian rapper D1 guy, you know, he called out Rick Ross and uh, Meek Mill. Mm -hmm. I I don't know why he threw Jim Jones in there, but he mentioned him too. And like you said, he was trying to do this for the good for good and just asking brothers to be to kind of like be real in what their music you know and what their uh their lyrics are right and he was he was deemed a clout chaser you know by many and we don't even want to hear your point and you holding me trying to hold these brothers feet to the fire you a clout chaser mm-hmm and he was like he and everything that he said was was he supported it with specific scripture to help him step not not stand on business to stand on the good word and this fickle generation we got you you just clout chasing bro they they just circle the wagons because they don't want they want to be challenged but they want to challenge it in their way they want them to go down but they don't want them to go down in a righteous way. They don't want to have, no. to have everything that they've done be questioned and every decision exactly. that we've made as adults to be questioned and put out there. And, you know, someone would say the same thing. Well, weren't you involved? Didn't you? Th-? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But not to that extent and not to. And let's say that's not the whole point is. What happened? You know what I'm saying? What happened to the righteous brothers? You know what I'm saying? What happened to like looking out for each other? We have this conversation like we just said about that. Rick Ross is getting money and he's still getting paid and he's still bragging about getting paid. But I don't see him actually putting anybody else on to actually get money. 
that's all in that's all in their circle that's closed up. If you want to get that money, you can't be a clout chaser. You've got to be a devotee. And on that note, kiss the ring. Kiss the ring. Or just be a capitalist. <laughs> uh, I, it just so happened that the new edition movie was on again tonight. And I hate yeah. it every time I see it when Michael Bivens turns around and shits on boys to men the same way that his management shit mm-hmm. on him. It's the grimiest thing I've ever seen. But that's what they do in that business. Like, instead of yeah. going, I really hated it when they did that to me. I'm never going to let somebody do that again. They just rinse, wash, repeat, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. I thought it, yeah. I was just going to mention, I thought about it last week. We we had touched on touched around some uh, music subject and whatnot. But it used to be a record label called Hidden Beach. Mm-hmm. I never heard who I never heard who ran that label, founded it, or whatever. But it had all the neo soul people over there, and you just didn't hear all this BS from you know these other on these other labels. And uh, I'm sure you know that. What do they say? There's a I can't remember the saying, but it just seemed like they came in and tried to again. They tried to do good. You try to do real music, soulful music, thoughtful music. And you know, people quit buying that shit. <laughs> you know, you know what would be the craziest thing out of everything? If Kanye ended up being the most sane one out of everyone. And when I say that, it may not be untrue. He may be the most un I mean, listen, he says a lot of he says. He's already said the thing that's that's made him that's put him on that blacklist. But but forget about that. Um, is he wrong about a is lot of Kanye the stuff wrong? that he's saying? Is Kanye you're saying wrong? is Kanye wrong? Yeah, Kanye's problem. Kanye, he's Kanye is now. speaking his truth. The, the the problem his problem now is that he can't make anything that anybody cares to listen to, like. You can't put he can't put no hits on the radio. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, he can't get any that which uh, that whoopty scoop, boopity doop. You you heard that song? Like clearly, his filter in the studio is not sterling right now. Like if you if you've never heard that song off his last album, like and you know he's like hyping it too. Like these next bars, they're gonna be the hardest bars you've ever heard. And then he starts whoopy scooping, pooping. Like he he is <laughs> clearly, you know, something he's has in a changed. different space. He's in a very different he's, space, and he's not not like in an Andre three thousand space. Yeah, no. he, he's he's yeah. in a different space. But I I think Kanye could put it together because Kanye. I mean, if musical people can can typically get it back, he well he has to you get Kanye like? has to get somebody he trusts to help him. Edit. Right, you know what. I, you know what I would like to see? I'm going to wrap this up. You know, and once again, like, you know, we're talking about all this popular culture. I'm not, I'm not kicking you off. We can stay <laughs> as long as we want. <laughs> but, but like I was saying, man, like I was saying, I think what would be best for Kanye would be for him to go out and find an artist to actually compliment, to, compliment him right now and get in the studio and make one of those collaborations that Basically, it sets it off. Culturally, we all we all like to stay relevant forever, but it's not his time. We need it, it's like it's time to open up the doorways and the gateways and the pathways for the younger people to actually step through, if they're capable of doing so. Personally, I think they're they're probably miserable. Most of them are miserable fails, but guess what? There's probably one person out there, if not two or three that have something special and as long as evil doesn't get to them first maybe we can do some good so listen let's just wrap up the year in review real quick it's been an evil year when it came to inflation it's been an evil year it's been an evil year 
when it comes to happiness, there's definitely evil qualities because nobody had a happy holiday anywhere. I mean, I guess really? some people I had did. happy holidays yesterday. Well, Ron, you ate. Holiday. Well, I know you had a good holiday because you actually broke your vegan code and you ate some beef, didn't you, Rob? Yeah, beef I've yesterday. Had, I, I've had beef on Christmas Day. I made it every year for, you know, probably 15 years. There may be three or four years where I didn't partake in it, even though I cooked it. But, you know, one day it's not going to crush me. It, one it, day you know, it takes a while to digest. It takes, a, it takes a, a boatload to digest. And, you know, it's a lot more finicky to cook than, than other stuff. But mm-hmm. it was good, man. A little plate tenderloin wrapped in bacon, with garlic and rosemary. You know, you're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Mm-hmm. So, Rob had a happy holiday. Everything else was vegan, though. Risotto, scrolling beans, the cakes, the cannolis. Well, now if you were if you were at an AA meeting, you'd be back to day one for your vegan badge. You're on day one for your vegan badge. Well, fellas, it's been a it's been an interesting year. It's been a tough year, and next year is going to be a little bit tougher, in my opinion. Um, I think the rubber is going to hit the road this year. And we're going to find out exactly where we stand. I think when we get into 2025, there will be no longer any mysteries left in this world. We're just happy going to using rubbers again. Yeah, well, that would be. Listen, Bob, <laughs> you're. <laughs> Wait, you got something to say to this guy, man? I, I, I can't. What do you make a reference to sheep's in or something? <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's terrible. not terrible. You know, she forgave me. She absolved me of my sins yesterday. It's time to get back on the it's stay on the shit list. Okay. Well, listen, man. I I want to say good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to Boy in Trouble in 2023, and thanks for you guys making it the Best show, most underrated podcast on all of the internet and net, net and YouTube TV, the City Wing King, Mr. Grant Lancaster, Mr. Robert Brooks right. from New Jersey. You know what? Good looks. In 24, we're going to get you to start flexing your boobies. Since we're doing the video element, you start flexing your boobies. I think that's going to help get the traffic up. Okay, you know, it's Rob. helpful. It's worked for The Rock. Why not you too? Okay, Rob, I'm going to try that. And of course. All right. You know, new to the show this season, but a great, uh, a great addition, Mister Reggie Red. Great addition. And I'm just, I'm just making the most of my tip, my uh, ten day. Yeah, uh, ten day <laughs> contract. He's, he's yeah. Yeah. Day. <laughs> you know, um, Gene, Gene Hopkins, definitely big shout yeah. out to you this year for being a great yes, addition sir. to the show. And we're gonna bring it out in 2023. And next year, we're going to come to 2024 with more of the conversation that y'all like to hear, or maybe don't like to hear. Because <laughs> right. that's when we're at our best. One in trouble. Love you, brothers. See you next Peace. year. Love you too, man. Feliz Año Nuevo.